You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. We have some breaking news today, and it's uh, significant for Week 17. Dalvin Cook, he will not be playing on Sunday. Uh, His father, James Cook, passed away this week, and so he'll be going back to Florida for the funeral. And... Just uh, it's always sad when you lose a, a parent. So obviously the Vikings are supporting him and being back in Florida, and uh, for the game on Sunday that really opens the door for Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison had a concussion, so he's been on the injury report. So there's a lot of talk of Mike Boone potentially uh, getting the workload, which it's kind of deja vu from last year during the championship week where everyone was high on Mike Boone and he laid an egg. Uh, this will not be the case. Um, it's going to be Alexander Madison, and you really, you really got to like that matchup. You know, Alexander Madison disappointed last time he had the workload, but, I mean, the Detroit Lions, I mean, you just saw Alvin Kamara score six touchdowns, and I get Madison's not Alvin Kamara, but, I mean, we'll settle for, you know, 80 yards and two touchdowns? I mean, that's realistic. So, uh, really, when you're doing your lineups, pay attention to Alexander Madison. He'd be a good pickup if you're still playing. Uh, FanDuel-wise, he'd be a good play because he'd be cheap. Uh, Denzel Ward, the cornerback for the Cleveland Browns, and tight end Harrison Bryant for the Cleveland Browns. They're placed on the COVID list. It's looking like they're not going to play against the Steelers. That's a big blow for the Browns just because it's, you know, they need to win this game to go to the playoffs. And although Mason Rudolph's playing quarterback and the Browns should win this one easily, uh, you you need all your pieces in place. You don't want to have any reason why the Steelers might be able to pull off this upset. Uh, on Sunday, so uh, not good news for the Browns, but uh, the other, I guess, on the ca- uh, counterpoint to that is the Browns are getting their wide receivers back, so it'll be good to see them get their wide receivers, uh, that's Kadero Hodge, Jarvis Landry, Hollywood Higgins, and uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and uh, the Having all those guys back, you saw how bad it was against the Jets, their offense. So uh, they should be having a better uh, offensive performance, even though, you know, the Steelers, there's look like they put it together in the second half against the Colts. So it won't be won't be an easy game for them. QB Ryan Fitzpatrick test positive for COVID, and he will not play on Sunday. Really bad news for the Dolphins. To be honest, I, I think they lose against the Bills because of this. I, I don't have faith in Tua Tagovailoa. And uh, uh, Ryan Fitzmagic really is the one that uh, has kept the Dolphins in playoff position. And I think the players know that, too. I'm not writing off to uh, Tagovailoa as a quarterback prospect, but this year has just been really rough, and he, he's really held back the offense. It, it's really come down to the Dolphins' defense and special teams. And this is when you really need Ryan Fitzpatrick the most. So I, I think the Dolphins could be the odd man out in the playoffs this uh, after this week because of this 
Uh, Packers have tackled David Bakhtiari, tears his ACL, and is out for the season. That's a blow for the Packers because he's a great offensive lineman. Packers need all the uh, support up front that they can to protect Aaron Rodgers. We'll see how that uh, goes against the Bears on Sunday. But uh, it's not good for the Packers moving forward. Outside of that, I mean, I'm still trying to keep up with who's playing, who's not. And that's why these podcasts are coming later this week than I normally schedule them. Just because, I mean, it's already crazy with COVID of, of guys just popping up out of nowhere. But I'm trying to uh, delay a little bit because I'm not sure who's out and who's in. I'm waiting to hear more words uh, on players, on whether they're going to play or not. So uh, we'll find out. But uh, that does it for the news today. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview Starting now. This first game we're going to preview for the Sunday morning games is the Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is kind of a tricky game. The Atlanta Falcons have been playing better as of late. I mean, they just held the Kansas City Chiefs to 17 points. I mean, that's no small task. And they've been playing better collectively defensively for the last couple of weeks. So I don't see the big breakout performance by Tom Brady that uh, we actually had just a couple weeks ago when they played. Uh, but the Buccaneers are favored by 6.5 points. I'm taking the Falcons on this one. I'm, I am I want the points. So I think the Buccaneers win, but I, I don't think they win by more than a touchdown. Or a touchdown. And I'm going to take the under because it's 50.5. I just think this is going to be a lower scoring game. Falcons defense is, you know, last couple weeks have done all right. The Buccaneers defense is pretty solid. So all the way around... There's uh, there's there's not a whole lot to like, and it's, it's on top of that too. The Buccaneers basically clinch their playoff spot. I mean, they can move up a little bit, but I mean, if the Saints win, the Packers win, they're stuck at that third, fourth spot, uh, depending on the Seahawks game as well. So uh, I don't, uh, I could, I could see them if they do get a big lead pulling their starters in this one. So it makes it kind of scary on who's even going to play the whole game. Having said that, though, I'm starting Tom Brady. It's not a good matchup for him. Falcons do all right against the quarterback position, but you, you got to start Tom Brady, and he just has so many weapons. Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. You're starting all those guys as well. The Falcons secondary is still kind of the uh, weak spot. Uh, of course, again, they, they did a pretty decent job in Kansas City against that Chiefs offense. Uh, uh, maybe they're turning a corner. Um, Benching-wise, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, I don't like any of the running backs in this matchup. Falcons have been really solid against the run. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been solid against the run. So on the other side of it, I mean, Ito Smith, Todd Gurley, Brian Hill, I don't care who's running the ball. They're all horrible, and they all don't have a really good matchup. So I'm staying as far away from these guys as possible. Matt Ryan, I'm staying away uh, from as well. I, I just... Uh, with Julio Jones being out, 
Matt Ryan doesn't do very well, and Julio Jones is going to be out again, so that makes Matt Ryan kind of a a, a weak play this week. Uh, Russell Gage, Calvin Ridley, really like those guys. Hayden Hurst, I like them. They're going to be passing the ball a lot. Uh, not effectively, but that's going to open the way for a lot of targets for these guys. So if I can get you know, six to ten targets from any of them, then that's a, that's a good day. So they all need to be in your starting lineup. But uh, this is predicted to be a high-scoring game, and I just don't see it. I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle than uh, what happened the first time. This next game is the Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants, and this has really huge playoff implications for two teams that are really bad. Uh, Six and nine currently. A team from this division can get into the playoffs. Well, I guess they can't get in at six and... Well, they actually can. Uh, Cowboys are five and ten. Giants are six and nine. So, technically, if the Cowboys win, that's a bunch of 6-10 and ten teams against each other. Um, but regardless, Cowboys are favored by 2.5 points. And I'm, I'm picking them. Their, their defense have been, has been playing better. I mean, I know they played the 49ers, who turned the ball over a lot. And then um, last week they played the Eagles, who haven't been able to put it together necessarily. But their defense is playing better. Their offense is doing a lot better under Andy Dalton. They've been scoring a lot of points the last two weeks. And although the Giants have a great defense, I don't think they can keep up. So give me the Cowboys. I think they win by a field goal at least. And the over-under is 45. I'm taking the over on this. I, I don't usually like to do that against the Giants. They they stop teams from scoring a lot of points uh, outside of Baltimore, of course. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than what... Uh, what we think it's going to be. I'm starting Daniel Jones for the Giants. Wayne Gallman is a good start. He's been pretty much non-existent for the last month, uh, I think. Uh, but you look at his run uh, defenses he's, he's been playing. They've been pretty solid. Cowboys are one of the worst in the NFL. So people aren't going to be paying attention to Wayne Gallman, but this is a chance to pay attention to him because he can have a really big game. And uh, you can surprise some people by having him in your FanDuel or uh, DraftKings lineup. Um, Sterling Shepard, I mean, he just gets targets. Daniel Jones looks for him all day long. He gets like 15 targets a game. And I'm exaggerating just slightly, but uh, I I want all parts of Sterling Shepard in this game. Cowboys don't defend the wide receiver position very well, and he's the guy that's going to be getting a lot of the uh, the action so uh, Evan Ingram should have a good game. He's questionable, though. He might not be playing. We'll see. I think he does, and I think he's a good play in this matchup. Darius Slayton, he's a good play here, but I'm, I mean, it's a kind of a shot in the dark if you play him. Like, he has a good matchup. His production hasn't met the matchups that he's had. But, I mean, could he have a good week? He, he definitely can in this type of matchup. So he's, he's, a, he's a start, but... A discretionary start at this point and then for the uh, well for the bench golden tate's definitely a bench he might not play uh he's injured as well we'll see and uh, that's really it for the giants on the dallas cowboy side of the ball when when they're slinging the rock michael gallup is a start for me uh, giants do a decent job of defending the pass and the wide receivers but for whatever reason i just think michael gallup that rapport he's built with andy dalton it's kind of matchup proof, and it has been the last couple of weeks. 
you know, Michael Gallup was a pickup that we talked about last podcast, even though I refuse to recommend pickups for Week 17. Michael Gallup's a good uh, option there. And then, I mean, Andy Dalton's a bench. Amari Cooper's a bench. I think Amari Cooper's going to have a horrible game. I, I don't like him at all in this one. Usually when I say that, that means he's going to have a huge game. <laughs> but uh, I know I've done a pretty good job of predicting Amari Cooper, and he's definitely not the number one receiver they pay him to be. And C.D. Lamb is a bench. I hate to do that because I think C.D. Lamb's electric in any type of matchup. But uh, he, he he's a bench in this one. I think the Giants will do a good job containing him. And then Dalton Schultz will be non-existent. I don't think he'll make a big impact in this game, so he could be on your bench. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he's going to be back. Now, he's only getting part of the work because of his injury. So he's kind of a risky play, but I love him this week. I think he can have a really good game receiving and rushing the ball. And, I mean, Tony Pollard, I don't like him in this one just because I really think Ezekiel is going to do uh, you know, or get most of the volume in this matchup. So Zeke, the freak, is going to dominate Pollard. Get him on your bench. This game overall, though, has playoff imp- implications. So at least uh, all things considered, you know everyone's going to be playing the whole game because they have to. This next game, I don't know what to think about it. It's the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. And the Jets have been on a two-game winning streak, so they've been playing well. The Patriots are on the other end of the spectrum. They haven't been playing well. Patriots are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and I know they're at home. I know they're playing the Jets. I just can't do it. I mean, I haven't seen enough good things from the Patriots' uh, offense to make me believe that they're going to beat the Jets by more than a field goal. The over-under is 43. I'm taking the over. Patriots' defense has looked horrible. The Jets, although their defense has looked more solid, they've given up close to 20 points a game. So give me the over on this. Um, Starting for the Jets, Ty Johnson. Frank Gore is not going to play in this game. Michael Perrine is hurt as well. So Ty Johnson's going to have the bulk of the carries and the volume. Now, Patriots do a decent job at defending the running back position. And even when they got annihilated by the Bills, they did an okay job at stopping uh, Singletary. Not so much Moss, I guess, but I'm I'm not playing Ty Johnson in this matchup. I I don't like him. I don't think he'll have a productive game. And uh, but nonetheless, he's going to get a lot of volume and work. So uh, if if you're hurting for a flex spot or you have guys opting out for the week or getting benched by the coach, the rest. Ty Johnson's definitely someone at least you'll be getting volume from. Denzel Mims, I'm starting him as well. I like him at the receiver position. He's actually the only one I like at the receiver position. I think this is Denzel Mims' breaking out game. Fantasy football is pretty much over. People aren't going to be paying attention. Denzel Mims is going to have a big game. That's You always get a rookie or you know a, a younger player that uh, just lights it up on the last week of the year that you don't expect. And this, uh, I think could happen with Denzel Mims this this week. Uh, everyone else is on the bench, though. Sam Darnold, I don't like him this week. Brashard Perriman, Jamison Crowder. I think Jamison Crowder is their focus for the Patriots, and that's who they try to take away. Patriots are still good at taking away the other team's best option, unless your name is Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. So on Chris Herndon, he's a bench. He scored a touchdown last week. Don't let that fool you. He's still always on the bench. 
New England, you're starting Cam Newton. I know you hate to do it. You don't want to start Cam Newton. But with his rushing ability, getting those rushing touchdowns, I think he can do that in this game and be a, a, more of an effective passer than he has been. I think he'll throw for over 150 yards at least. He'll break that barrier. Maybe he'll get a touchdown passing too. Who knows? But uh, having said that, Jacoby Meyer, Demir Bird, I like both of them. I, I think that uh, both of them could have a big game in this one. So you can start them. And sitting all running backs. Sitting all the Patriots running backs. Damian Harris, if he plays. James White, Sony Michelle. Uh, Julian Edelman, sitting him as well, just because I don't think he's all the way back from his injury. He hasn't looked good, and uh, when he has played, he hasn't really been playing, and I, I, he's just a bench. We'll just put it that way. So that's pretty much wraps up this game in a bow. It's nothing special. I'd actually stay away from it if I could, and uh, I, I think the Jets could maybe win three in a row, potentially. This next game is the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. There's a lot to like about this if you're a Vikings fan. For the Detroit Lions, I I mean, Matthew Stafford's not going to be playing in this one. And that's, you know, you've seen the Detroit offense without Matthew Stafford. It's going to be a long day for the Lions. Minnesota is going to dominate this game. I'm pretty confident of that. Having said that, I'm starting Kirk Cousins. I'm starting Alexander Madison. We've already talked about that. I'm starting Adam Thielen. I'm starting Justin Jefferson. And I'm starting Irv Smith. I'm starting basically all the Vikings. I don't think there's a Viking that I'm sitting. It's just a great matchup. The Lions are horrible. They don't have their starting quarterback, which means I think the Vikings are going to be on the field the whole game on offense. So start everyone on the Vikings with a lot of confidence. This is going to be a disaster for the Lions. And I would like Kirk Cousins as a top play this week, except for I think the Vikings are going to destroy the Lions so much that they're not going to pass as much as we would want them to in a close game. So I think that takes away from the effectiveness a little bit of Adam Thielen and uh, Justin Jefferson. But we'll see. I mean, I'm just speculating on that. Uh, Maybe it's closer than what it uh, turns out uh, that we're all thinking it's going to be. On the line side of the ball, I'm sitting everybody. Sit any quarterback, David Blah, Chase Daniel. Uh, I'm sitting TJ Hawkinson, Mohamed Sanu. I mean, Marvin Jones, I would even put as maybe a sit at this point. But uh, I like him the best just from a target perspective. When they are throwing the ball, they're going to be looking for Marvin. But... I mean, he didn't have a good game last week in the same situation, so I wouldn't expect big things from him. DeAndre Swift and Adrian Peterson. I'm nervous still about the quarterback situation. That means you can load the box and kind of take away the run. So I'm worried about that, but, I mean, it's a great matchup for both Swift and Peterson, so I can see either of them getting the bulk of the carries and and doing uh, or being pretty effective. So the Vikings are favored by six and a half points on this one, and I usually wouldn't do this, especially with Detroit at home. But in this case, I'm taking the Vikings. I think they're going to just, again, destroy the Lions. And the over-under is 54.5. If Matthew Stafford was playing, I'd probably take the over. But since he's not, I'm taking the under on this one. And uh, I feel pretty confident about this game. So this is kind of my chalk-it-up one. If you're doing a parlay, make sure this game's included in that. 
This next game is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. It looked like it was going to be a prime matchup just, well, just the last week it looked like it was going to be a prime matchup. The Browns lost to the Jets. The Steelers beat the Colts, made this game irrelevant. The Browns are favored by 6.5 points. And I know the Steelers aren't playing Ben Roethlisberger. I know this is a key game for the Browns, and they need to win this game. But having said that, I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not saying they win, but I don't think the Browns win by a touchdown or more. Uh, the over-under is 42.5. I'm taking the under on this. I've seen Mason Rudolph play quarterback. The, the Steelers don't score a lot of points when that happens. I just don't expect the Browns to score a lot of points either. So give me the under. Uh, I'm starting Mason Rudolph, though, having said that. The Browns give up a lot of points to the quarterback, and I think between Deontay Johnson... Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool. I mean, he has a lot of weapons, so he can have a pretty productive day. I mean, like a 250-2 and two type day. So I don't think he's like your number one starter uh, because that would be a ceiling. But if you're in a two-quarterback league or just I'm really hurting at quarterback, he could be an option that you can throw in there. Uh, Dante Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm starting both of them just because volume-wise I think they'll be getting a lot of looks. But I am benching James Washington and Chase Claypool. I don't think they're going to be able to make the, you know, they're big play guys. Mason Rudolph's not a big play type of quarterback. He's a, you know, uh, he doesn't progress through his reads. He just takes the quick hitch plays all the time, the five-yard passes. Kind of like what we were seeing with Roethlisberger for about three weeks. That's going to be Mason Rudolph <laughs> in this game. So it's they're not going to have a lot of big plays. Uh, Eric Ebron, though, is a good play. I would start him because I, I the Browns don't defend the tight end position, and uh, Ebron is, uh, you know, he has a penchant for scoring touchdowns. So uh, James Conner, he's a bench. I think the Browns load up on the box and start, stop James Conner. And let's be honest, everyone's been stopping James Conner. And just a bit of news on this matchup. You know, this we've been talking about the Mason Rudolph revenge game. Well, Miles Garrett was named a captain this week, so he's going to be out there representing his squad against, you know, the the Steelers as the captain. And, you know, Stefanski said, oh, it had nothing to do with their history. Well, I, who who believes him? I don't think that's the case. It's like, why this game? Uh, why against the Steelers? Uh, I think this is going to add a little bit more fuel to this rivalry. Uh, one-sided rivalry, I should say. And, uh... Uh, anyways, talking about the Browns players on who to start and sit, I'm not starting. I'm starting Nick Chubb, and he doesn't have a good matchup, but I just like Nick Chubb. I think he's a good running back. He's one of the best, and it doesn't matter his matchup. He's going to get his workload, and he's going to be effective. And Hollywood Higgins, I really like him. There's always one wide receiver that kind of performs against the Steelers. It's not always the main guy, and actually very rarely is it the main guy. It's always that uh, secondary piece uh, on the offense, and that happens to be Hollywood Higgins right now. So I really like him. I'm sitting everyone else, though. Kareem Hunt, I don't like him in this matchup. I, Baker Mayfield, this is a horrible matchup. Jarvis Landry and uh, Austin Hooper as well. Although I do like Austin Hooper a little bit better with Harrison Bryant potentially not playing because of uh, COVID. So there you go. Uh, should be an interesting game. But uh, Browns probably win, just not by uh, as much as we think. This next game is going to be the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't have a lot to say about this game. Ravens are favored by 11.5 points, and I'm just not buying it. 
I mean, everyone can score against the Bengals, but uh, the Bengals' offense have been playing a little bit better than they have been previously. So I just think 11.5 is a lot in a division game. Bengals are at home. They, uh, I, I'm taking the Bengals in this with the points. Of course, I do think the Ravens win. 44.5 is the over-under. I'm taking the over on this. I think it's a high-scoring game. Uh, call me crazy, but I think <laughs> the Ravens can almost score 44 points by themselves. Uh, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Willie Sneed, Mark Andrews, start them all. They're all good plays here. I think the biggest thing for me is if the Ravens get a huge lead, they uh, don't play the whole game. So they're kind of risky plays in that regard. And I, I think the same thing with uh, a lot of these matchups. It's like they're playing a weak opponent they should dominate but you know it's like the colts and the jaguars well if they get a big lead they're going to be resting guys and uh it's going to make them ineffective so you really got to watch out for for those type of matchups on week 17 uh, it's unfortunate but uh miles boykins hollywood brown they're on my bench i don't like them and hollywood brown's been doing better towards the end of the year but i, I still you know he is what he is, I think, at this point, and he can't be trusted. So for the Bengals, I'm starting T. Higgins. That's really it. I like T. Higgins a lot. I, I think Brandon Allen's going to be hitting T. Higgins all game long. T. Higgins had a monster game last week with 95 yards and a touchdown, and I expect that to continue. But I'm sitting all the other Bengals. Like, this isn't a good matchup for Giovanni Bernard in this one. And Brandon Allen he needs to be on the bench. Drew Sample... AJ Green, and then Tyler Boyd's probably not even playing, so uh, just not a lot to like on the Bengals side offensively. Although I think their defense, since their defense is playing a little bit better, outside of obviously I know uh, the Houston Texans lit them up. I just think they know the Ravens pretty well, and uh, we'll be able to stop them a little bit more than we think. So take the over on the points, take the Bengals to cover the spread, and we'll. Call it good at that point. This last game is the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. This is really going to be a huge game. Everyone's excited for it. And I'm just going to go out and say it. I don't think this is going to be a good game. I think this is going to be all Buffalo Bills. With uh, Fitzpatrick playing, if he was going to play, I would actually like Fitzpatrick in the Dolphins a little bit more. With Tua Tagovailoa, you know, we already talked about this a little bit. I'm out on the Dolphins. Bills are favored by two points. I'm taking the Bills all day long. The over-under is 43 points. I'm taking the over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, mostly by the Bills. I think the Bills can get at least, you know, high 20s in this. So, yeah, give me the over. Give me the Bills. They win by m way more than two points. And I'm having said that, I'm starting all the Bills. I I'm starting all the Bills play. Well, I take that back. I'm not starting Gabriel Davis or Dawson Knox. I don't think they're going to have big games because Stephon Diggs is really a volume hog. He's going to have a really big day. And you add Cole Beasley to the mix, I think that takes away targets for both of those guys. And then Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, I don't like. The Dolphins, eh, they do an okay job against the running back, but the main Bills running back is Josh Allen. So Josh Allen is going to get the rushing yards. going to take away from those guys. So you can start Josh Allen. It's not a good matchup. Dolphins do well against the quarterbacks, but Josh Allen is a rushing quarterback. So you add his passing and running yards. I like him in this one. And then Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, I like both of them. 
From the Miami Dolphins side of things, Tua Tagovailoa is benched. Devontae Parker's hurt, might not even play. Jakeem Grant is on the bench as well. I like Miles Gaskins in all formats. I mean, he's just a productive back, gets a lot of volume. He's a good guy, uh, and he's a good running back. And, um, you know, I, I say he's a good guy like he's my good buddy or something, but uh, I, I've been impressed with what he's uh, been able to do and his consistency. So you got to start him in all formats. Lynn Bowden Jr., I think, with Devontae Parker being out, becomes intriguing. I think this is a, another game where he can get some volume target-wise and be effective. And then Mike Kosicki is a good play, too. I, I, Bills don't defend the tight end position well. Mike Kosicki's, I think, primed for a good game. He actually could be two attack of Aloha's main target because Tua just can't get it to the receivers very well. And uh, in this matchup, it's going to be a blowout by the Bills, unfortunately. That will do it for today. We'll uh, get back at it tomorrow, previewing all the Sunday afternoon games and that Sunday night game. Just a reminder that after this week, we'll be going back to just the podcast-a-week format due to the season being over. And uh, But I, we appreciate you listening. You're listening to the Burke and Miz the Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Show. I am Miz the Wiz Montalban. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Cheers.